everyone. This is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime suspense and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that the Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com, under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. But first, let me put in a good word for Blueberry Podcasting. I'm a Blueberry affiliate, but that's not the only reason I'm telling you this. I've been using Blueberry Podcasting as my hosting service for my podcast for years, and it's one of the best decisions I ever made. They give great customer service, you're in complete control of your own podcast, you can run it from your own website, and it just takes a lot of the work out of podcasting for me. I find for that reason that it's a company that I can get behind 100% and say, you should try this. Try Blueberry. It doesn't require a long-term contract, and it's just a great company, period. And it also has free technical support by email, video, and phone. So you can get a human being there. Isn't that nice? Hi, everyone. My guest today is the award-winning author of the Alexa Williams suspense novels, including Dead of Autumn, Dead of Spring, and Dead on the Delta. A lot of environmental stuff mixed in there. I love that. Um, a retired executive in the government and health insurance industry. She draws on her professional background and her extensive travels for a story material. Her most recent publication is a travel memoir called Beyond the Sunset. It's my pleasure to introduce my guest today, Sherry Knowlton. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Well, I'm very happy to have you here, believe me. Um, it seems like forever ago I read Dead on the Delta, <laughs> and I still remember the descriptions of the safari your protagonist went on. It was um, I was impressed with how you created a story that dealt with Alexa's personal relationships as well as the political, economic, and environmental issues associated with elephant poaching and other bad things. Um, can you tell us about the series and what inspired you to write it? Okay. Um, <laughs> the series as a whole <laughs> um, is the uh, called the Alexa Williams Suspense Series. Uh, and there are actually five novels so far. Uh, uh, I... The, most of them, the Dead on the Delta is a little bit unique, which we can talk about in a minute, but the first four are all seasons, as you uh, said, some of them in the titles, Dead of Autumn, Summer, Spring, and Winter, um, and those are all based in this local area where I live, which is southeastern Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. Um, and I was inspired actually because I I wanted to to write about an actual incident that had occurred uh, in the local area where the 
dead body of a, a young woman was found and for years, nobody could identify who she was. And that always um, sort of touched a chord. And um, so it inspired me to write. And then um, each of my subsequent novels does have a, a theme, whether it's women's issues, environmental issues. Those are the probably the two, the two big ones. <clears throat> When I wrote Dead on the Delta, I had run out of seasons. <laughs> so, which of course I didn't think when I started with, a, a, you know, maybe I should have done something with more than four. Uh, <laughs> so after I'd exhausted the seasons, um, I had to come up with both a new title and a new premise. And so I decided to send my um, protagonist Alexa Williams to uh, Africa, to, to Botswana specifically, um, to help her boyfriend who um, has been in all of the books a lion researcher, um, so that um, it wasn't too far-fetched to, to suddenly pop her off to Africa. Uh, and um, I was inspired to write Dead on the Delta, um, primarily because of First of all, I'm a big wildlife conservationist. Uh, and second of all, my husband and I have traveled to Africa on safari multiple times and simply love Botswana. And so I wanted to write about an issue that was near and dear to my heart and a place that I love to visit. That's awesome. I would love to go there. I mean, there's so there are so many places I would love to travel. Botswana is one of them. Um, did you have to do a lot of research into the, the politics and so forth when you were writing that novel in particular? Yeah, with with dead on the. I mean, all of my novels um, take some research, um, uh, even though I often write about topics that I'm familiar with, uh, and. You know, the idea of writing a novel about Botswana seemed very good. And then when I started to sit down and really get into the details, I thought, okay, you know, going to Botswana for a couple of weeks here and there over the years isn't quite uh, being expert uh, on, on the situation. So I really had to research the politics, uh, which in the middle of my writing ended up changing a little bit with a new election. Um, I had to learn uh, really more of the specifics of elephant poaching. Uh, and then I also realized that although the idea of being a lion researcher sounded really cool to me, um, I didn't really know what they did on a day-to-day -day basis other than like good stuff about lions. Uh, so, uh, so yes, I, I did have to do a lot of research and um, I decided, and this was partly selfish, but my husband and I decided to go to Botswana again. Um, and we actually spent a month there um, at doing research for the book, both on safari and then um, talking to people in the capital city there, uh, learning about the politics and so forth and the government. That's fascinating. That That is like a once in a lifetime experience, I would think. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, do you have plans to write more Alexa stories uh, now that you're out of seasons? 
Hey, at least at least you didn't follow the alphabet like somebody I can name. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody. Uh, um, yes, I do actually. I'm working now on um, another Alexa book. I'd say I'm in the very early stages um, because I did take a, a detour sort of during the pandemic and write a travel memoir, um, two volumes. And so now I'm back into the, uh, the Alexa, again, getting my head back into that one. And um, although I, you know, I can't talk about all the specifics, I, I will say that she's back home in Southeast, South Central Pennsylvania for this one. Uh-huh. And you're in South Central Pennsylvania. I am, yes. Is it um, close to any major city? Well, um, Harrisburg is the state capital, although when most people think of Pennsylvania, I believe they either think of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Uh, which, you know, Philadelphia is on the east of the state, Pittsburgh on, is on the west, Harrisburg is sort of on the southern part of the state in the middle. Um, uh, we are known around here, I live near a city, a uh, small town really more than a city called Carlisle, but we're near the Gettysburg battlefield. People know where that is a lot of times. Um, the Carlisle Army War College is here for the whole country. Um, there's lots of people who go to car shows that happen in Carlisle. It's it's funny, I'll be in California and somebody will say, oh yeah, I've been to the car show in Carlisle. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 a, it's a charming little area and it's much more rural than I think um, people who don't live in Pennsylvania would think. Pennsylvania, except for Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, are very and farmland. Yes, yes, very much. It's a very rural state, actually, and in many ways, Maryland yes, is also a is. very rural state in certain parts. Um, exactly. Even though there's a lot yeah. that's been urbanized over the years. Uh, let's see. Uh, you, now, your your travel memoir. This is your first nonfiction book, correct? It is, yes. And it must have been a very different yes. experience writing it. Um, and it was. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun in a way because it gave me a chance to um, sort of remember a lot of the probably a 50 year span uh, and it being that I wrote it during the pandemic, um, we couldn't travel anywhere. So it was a sort of a way to, to re-travel in my mind. But I, it took me a while to figure um, out the format that I wanted to do. For, for years, people have been telling me that um, when either Mike, my husband, or I, you know, tell some little anecdote about our travels, they say, oh, you should write a book about this. Um, and, <laughs> and so that's sort of easier said than done, right? Yeah. Uh, and I wanted it to be a memoir of our travels, but I also didn't want to be a 
you know, like a travel book, like the best place to go in Las Vegas or, or uh, you know, to be all about my life, just about, you know, my inner uh, inner thoughts and all of that. So I did sort of a hybrid where I started the book with several ch chapters about how I got into read to traveling, how I think reading, because I've been a big reader all my life, really influenced my desire to travel. And then the, the rest of the book is a series of essays about different topics. Like one topic is transportation. And I talk about all of the interesting and sometimes really crazy types of transportation we've been on uh, around the world. Everything from tuk-tuks to elephants as a way of transportation. Um, another chapter is uh, encounters with wildlife. Uh, so, you know, I, I take different topics and then I even work in a chapter or two of tips for travelers because we've gone on so many different types of trips over the years that I we have some standard things we do that I thought I'd share with readers. That's excellent. That's really excellent. Um, can you share some of those tips with us now? Ah, Especially okay. now in, with the pandemic and so forth. What, what are your <laughs> thoughts on traveling right now? Well, um, I I think that it's time that you can go for it, um, but I do think you have to still be careful. Uh, and my husband and I this summer went to uh, Brazil um, uh, to a place called the Pantanal, which is a, a remote wetland area where um, we saw jaguars. That was our whole sort of focus we wanted to see jaguars in the wild um and then we also went on an amazon river cruise on a small boat as well in peru um and uh we went with very small tour groups like 10 12 people uh and everybody was pre-screened for covid we had tests um, uh, in one case, uh, a nurse actually tested us before we could get on the boat. But even so, we got a, a message um, after we left the boat, the Amazon boat, that uh, one of our party came down with COVID when she got home. Uh, so I, I think like everywhere these days, um, you um, are taking your chances, but in both of these cases, we felt a little safer because they required us to be vac fully vaccinated and boosted and all of that. Um, you know, the scary, uh, scariest part was flying. Um, although um, the airlines that we used at that time, everybody was still wearing masks. So that raised our comfort level. Um, you know, I think it's a matter of personal preference, but, uh, we're we are planning a, tr a trip next summer as well so you know we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes oh fantastic i'm i mean, i think it's fantastic that you've been able to travel so much and spend so much time in one place and really get to know it that's amazing um let's see what authors have most inspired your writing and who do you enjoy reading oh wow 
Um, I, I was an English major, so I've read lots and lots of the classics. And, you know, I'd have to say that all of those have inspired me. Um, what, some of my favorites um, when I was uh, in school were Ernest Hemingway, um, who I know has fallen out of favor a bit. Um, but, uh, and also um, I did an independent studies on D.H. Lawrence, who also uh, is uh, maybe not as, as uh, well-regarded these days, but somewhere along the line, after I read all those weighty classics, I really started to drift into suspense and thrillers. Uh, and so when I read today, uh, you know, mostly for pleasure, uh, I will uh, try to read a, a wide range, and, and it's not all suspense and thrillers. But my all-time favorite uh, and I'm going back in time again here, is John, Me John D. McDonald. Um, uh, he wrote the Travis McGee series, and I think he was like ahead of his time. Uh, Travis was like a white knight who captured, uh, you know, always uh, captured the bad guys and saved the damsel in distress. But you know, he was sort of an environmentalist before there was such a word as environmentalist. And so I really like that about him. Um, some of the contemporary authors I always try to read, uh, Lee Childs is one. Um, I like um, Greg Isles. I love Greg Isles. He wrote this uh, trilogy um, about the, the South that involves history and threads of racism and, you know, family dynasties. And um, I think he's a really good author, too. Hmm. Well, those are all great choices. Um, yeah, John McDonald. Yeah, he sure was <laughs> an environmentalist ahead of his time, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Boy. Um, how would you describe your mysteries to somebody who isn't familiar with your work? Is it kind of like cozy? Is it more adventure mystery? How would you describe it? Thriller? I would say... Um... You know, often I say mystery slash suspense. Um, they're definitely not cozy. Um, so um, people do get killed, um, not so much on the page, but th there's a lot of uh, danger and suspense. Um, the, the seasons novels also have a historical story that parallels the contemporary story and intersects. Um, maybe that's why I like Greg Isles because of the, you know, I like the way history just seems to keep repeating itself in some ways. Um, but it's not sure, not flat out thriller either. So I say suspense. Sometimes I say it's Nancy Drew for grownups. Cool <laughs> and better written. <laughs> I saw Nancy yeah. Drew recently, and I was just struck by how wooden the, the writing was, frankly. Uh, well, <laughs> you know what? I, I was shocked when I grew up and found out that 
what's Carolyn Keene was the author, right? Right. That she wasn't like a real person. I mean, uh -huh. she was a series of real people. <laughs> um, and that was, I was so disappointed when I found that out. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up in those books too and had the same uh -huh. sort of feeling. It's like, yeah. What do you mean she doesn't exist, huh? <laughs> <laughs> These books are proof. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we finish up? Oh, well, um, I, I guess. Um, Any I, new developments with the series that you can share? Well, um, I, I think that the main thing is um, people keep asking, well, when's the next Alexa book coming out? Um, and, you know, I love that people are engaged enough that they actually are, you know, wanting the next one to come out. Um, and I have to disappoint them a little when I say I'm just starting this next one. Uh, but it it is uh, bringing her back to some of the familiar territory and I expect to even revisit some themes that uh, and situations from the first book. So um, I, I think I think it will all come together and be of interest. Uh, but as always, I'll try to work in uh, some women's issues and environmental themes as well. That's great. I mean, I'm always impressed when people bring meaty topics to their uh, their mystery or suspense writing. I mean, it's well, more than you just know, a bunch of bodies. There are real issues. Uh, here. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I think that's like part of the 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 reason that I like to write. I, I guess the other thing I would say though is that it's it's a balancing act because you don't want to have them a uh, reader pick up a book uh, who and think it's a suspense novel and find out that in fact they're getting like a sermon on whatever um and so it, i i like to keep people on the edge of their seat um and but have the theme be one that hopefully i'm conveying uh, a message um and what i, I guess to the, do it <laughs> exactly and, and the only other thing i would mention is since we did talk a little bit about my travel book is that um my publisher, Sunbury Press, uh, decided that uh, it really should be broken into two volumes Ooh. Um, because uh, it contains a lot of photos that my husband and I took on our travels around the world. And so the second, the first volume is out now. It's called Beyond the Sunset Adventures Outside My Comfort Zone. The second volume, uh, which is also Beyond the Sunset, but it's volume two, Expanding My Horizons, that will come out in December. So if people are interested, give them a look. That's interesting. How are the, uh, how are the two parts different? Um, it's really, um, I guess, a continuation um, of the, the, the second is a continuation of the first. Um, but it deals with different topics, uh, each, you know, different sets of essays. Uh, and maybe I'd say that volume two, I turn a little bit, I, I start the first one by, you know, talking more about my 
initial journey into traveling. The, the last part of volume two talks a little bit about how I think I as a person have benefited so much from traveling. Uh, so I turn inward a little bit more and also talk about the way that traveling, as you said earlier in the, in the uh, session, that it really has influenced my writing as well. Very good. Well, I, lo I, sounds, I love the sound of that. I mean, it just sounds great. A travel memoir in two parts. So um, I just want to, I want to thank you so much for being here again. It was really great talking to you. Oh, and I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Sure thing. Um, I hope that everybody out there also enjoyed listening to this interview. Um, if you did, please uh, leave a review where you listen to podcasts and consider becoming a patron of the show. I still have to start putting up revised chapters from my latest novel on Patreon. And I hope to get to that real, real soon. Honest. I've been putting up chapters of my other work there. In any case, um, we offer bonus episodes and copies of all the transcripts, which I'm compiling season by season as I go. So check out our Patreon page. Our next episode in two weeks will feature my guest, Skylar Randall. In the meantime, take care and happy reading.